Welcome to our monthly webinar. I'm Dina Berg, Investor Relations Manager, Lightbridge Capital. So today I have a great guest, Matt Sorensen. He's an attorney at law. He's going to talk a little bit about his background, and then we're going to talk about retirement accounts. So Matt, why don't you take a moment and just introduce yourself, and then we'll kind of get right in. All right. Well, thanks for having me, Dina. Yeah. Um, an attorney here to talk about retirement accounts. Is everyone excited? <laughs> um, hey, but I'm telling you, this is a cool topic because this is where the money's at. There's $35 trillion in U.S. retirement accounts. And many of you listening might have a little sliver of that $35 trillion, And you've probably been told all you can invest it in is stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. I'm here to tell you that's not all. There's other options. So but I've been doing this for a long time. I'm a tax lawyer by trade. We have a law firm, KKOS Lawyers, with four offices helping clients around the country. But I also spend most of my time actually running our trust company where we handle IRA accounts that can invest in um, real estate or private funds or you know basically non-Wall Street stuff. That's what you can do with an IRA. And that's our company-directed IRA. So I wrote the number one book in this. I'm kind of like all in on this topic. I love this topic. I buy this stuff myself. I invest in private companies and real estate with my own retirement accounts. So um, that's kind of short and skinny on me and what I'm doing every day. That's great. So just to do you a favor, here's the book right here. Nice. I already sent it to three investors. You should know oh, who are interested that. in learning more. So there's great content. It's the manual, if you will, if you kind of need the one-on-one, but we're going to get into some of the meat of that right now. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to try to keep this, uh, you know, get some basic definitions and then some questions, and then we kind of back out, maybe reverse engineer some of the questions that you always get. So why don't we start with some basic definitions of how do we retire or how do we invest with our retirement accounts? What in retirement account can we invest in and can we not invest in or through? Yeah, so, I mean, there's lots of different retirement accounts out there, but I want to make sure everybody understands all of these accounts can be invested in real estate and private funds. It's called a self-directed IRA, but you can also have a self-directed 401k. And that IRA could be a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. I can explain some of the differences here. But the big picture is we're always talking about self-directed accounts. And that essentially means, oh, my IRA is not just stuck in buying a stock, a bond, or a mutual fund, right? So if I have an IRA or a 401k, and it's at a broker dealer, well, what do they let you buy with your IRA or 401k? What they sell, they sell stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. So if you want to self-direct, it's possible, and the self-directing to us means you can buy real estate, invest in a private fund, a private company, do private money lending, invest in a startup, buy crypto, you know, all, whatever you want to do. Like these are all assets retirement accounts can own. So, the and the goal, of course, for all of us with retirement accounts is... I want to have the largest account possible when I hit 59 and a half. That's that magic age when your IRA or 401k, you can start drawing on it and living off of it. And so, um, so we want to invest in the best assets we can and the things that we think are going to grow the fastest. If you think that's a stock or a mutual fund, cool, go do that. <laughs> if you think it's real estate or a private real estate fund, go do that. Um, and so uh, we're just trying to make sure clients understand self-directing is the same account types you've heard about, the same 401k and IRAs you've heard about that you could do at your local bank or credit union. You know, these are the things you, these same account types you've heard about, even a health savings account. This stuff can be quote unquote self-directed into real estate or private companies or funds. Hold up. 
you can you can invest through your health savings account. Yeah, you can even self-direct your HSA. Oh my word. Okay, this is getting good. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, so like you can get a tax deduction to put it in, you can invest it and not pay taxes as you go and then you pull it out for your medical. So um, we have lots of health savings accounts here, people that own real estate or private companies. Um, those are the common, most common assets people own. But um, so these are all account types that you can do. Now, I want to make sure everybody understands a couple of the differences, though. Good. You have a big category of Roth accounts and traditional accounts. And so, and this is whether it's a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k or a traditional IRA, traditional 401k, they work the same. When we're thinking of traditional, the deal that Congress gave us with traditional accounts is, hey, you put money in, let's say you put 5,000 bucks in, we're going to give you a $5,000 tax deduction on your tax return the, the year you make contributions into this thing. Then when you invest it, and whether you're buying real estate or you're buying a private company, you're buying stock or mutual fund, when you invest it, you don't pay any tax. All of the investment gains, the income you make off it, the gain when you sell an asset, it's not going on your 1040. You don't have to tell the IRS about it. There's no taxes on it. You just get to keep reinvesting every penny and that's going to grow. But when you hit 59 and a half in a traditional account, as you pull the money out, you take it into income when you pull it out. So that's called tax deferred in the sense that I'm not paying tax now. And I like that. We have lots of people who use traditional accounts and there's a lot of traditional dollars out there because a lot of people have saved in their 401k, wanting to get tax deductions to lower their taxable income. And so there's a lot of traditional accounts out there and people who self-direct, but you will pay tax later as you're pulling the money out. Now, the flip side of that and the difference- Is that like, a, like capital gains? What is it? Ta- what rate is it? It's your regular at? tax rate. Ooh, okay. So yeah, now a lot of people say, well, in retirement, I won't have my job or I won't have my business. So I'll be in a lower bracket. I'll have my house paid off. I'll have, you know, I, I don't know that that's all the case because hopefully you've got other investment assets and stuff that's generating income in retirement. But, um, but yes, it comes into your regular income. Um, now a Roth on the other hand, and we're big Roth fans here, but the Roth on their hand is you put your money in and you don't get a tax deduction. The IRS is like, good for you. You can put it in. But now when you invest it, the cool thing is just like a traditional, I don't pay taxes. I'm making money. I mean, I'm getting rental income or I'm getting distributions from a fund or I'm getting interest income on a note or something. I'm doing private money lending. You know, you get dividends from a stock, whatever. It's all going into your retirement account growing and it's not going on your personal tax return still. It's not going on your 1040. The cool thing about the Roth though is when you start pulling money out at retirement at 59 and a half, there is no tax on the way out. It's totally tax-free. And Congress's deal was, well, we didn't give you a tax deduction to put it in. So we're going to just let it come out tax-free later in retirement. We love Roth accounts. It's the number one account type we have here because most of our clients are looking to grow that account and have it come out tax-free. They're thinking, tax rates are not going to be less in retirement <laughs> um, and that they're going to, they'd rather pay a tax on the little amount they put in than the large amount of all the investment gains and growth when they're pulling money out 20 years from now, 30, 10, whatever your investment horizon is. So that's the little difference between Roth and traditionals. And again, this could be a Roth 401k or Roth IRA or traditional 401k, traditional IRA. Think of traditionals as tax deferred. I don't have to pay tax now. 
I got a little tax deduction to sweeten the deal, but I will pay tax later. It's deferred. Sometimes I call it just tax later. The Roth account, though, is totally tax-free. The government didn't incentivize you. Is outside of what, let's say, your employer would be. This is something that you're doing, not through your employer. Yeah. Well, you could have a Roth 401k account with your employer, you know, so, and you could do Roth contributions. That's getting more popular, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and then you could. But here's the here's one of the problems with your employer, and this is one thing, is let's say you have a 401k and you have a you know you have a W two job, you work at corporate America, whatever, and um, you've made traditional or Roth contributions to your 401k. While you're still employed there, that money's typically locked up and you can't move it out, so you're you're kind of stuck in your current 401k. Now, if you have a former 401k plan, an old employer 401k, you don't work there anymore you can move it to a self-directed IRA um, or even self-directed 401k. But typically your current employer 401k plan, they're going to limit your investment options. They're going to say, oh, you can only invest in the platform we have. You're on Vanguard and you can buy whatever Vanguard fund you want, <laughs> you know, but it's got to be a Vanguard fund. You can't even buy a stock um, that you want and you certainly can't buy a private company or real estate. So, a lot of 401k plans are very restrictive in your investment options. Um, but the cool thing is, and I think a lot of people are surprised by this, there's actually more money in IRAs, right? More, there's more money in IRAs right now than in 401ks. And your IRA, whether it's a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, that can be moved to a self-directed IRA. So if you've got a Roth IRA at Fidelity or a traditional, traditional IRA at Charles Schwab, that account could be moved to a Roth IRA at directed IRA or a traditional IRA at a directed IRA. Directed IRA is our company. So um, Can I ask you a question. It, yeah. Maybe this is a dumb question, but maybe somebody else is thinking this as well. Why would a business choose Roth versus 401k? Well, they, they, they have in the 401k, they can designate Roth dollars and traditional dollars. So you can have a 401k and you can give your employees the option. And this is the most popular now is, hey, employees, do you want to make traditional 401k contributions and have a traditional 401k account? Or do you want to have a Roth 401k account? Or you can do a little bit of, of both, actually. So um, employers will let you choose and, and everybody's different. And it's a it's a mix because some people really do want the tax deductions now. And they want to put money in their traditional 401k, they want to save on taxes. Other people are like, no, I'll bite the bullet. I don't need the tax deduction now, or I'll just pay the tax, but I want this tax-free growth in the future. So you can pick which one you want to go. And, and the majority of plans now um, allow for you to do both and you can pick and choose what you want. Okay. So let's get to the who you started to talk about this. Um, can anybody just access and you, you kind of answered that and the answer is no. What are the hurdles or the, the stipulations that you have to have passed through to be able to self-direct either Roth or 401k? The first thing is, is you just, you need to be able to move the money because most people where your IRA or 401k is at, you are at a broker dealer or you're at an insurance company for the most part. So you're either at like a, you know, you got an IRA at New York life. Well, what does it probably invest in? It's probably in an annuity, right? Um, or let's say you've got a brokerage account at TD Ameritrade and it's probably buying stocks because that's what they let you buy. So 
So we want to look at where you're at right now, and you're going to need to move to a self-directed account. Now, in order to move, there, you have to understand a couple of rules. The first rules for IRAs are the easiest. It, you can move whenever you want. If I have a Roth IRA at TD Ameritrade, I can do a Roth IRA at Directed IRA. And see, the, the problem is, is just that if you call up TD Ameritrade and you say, hey, TD Ameritrade, I was listening to Dean and Matt, and they said I could buy real estate in my IRA. Well, TD Ameritrade is going to be like, you can't do that. And it's not because IRAs can't do it. It's because TD Ameritrade IRAs can't do it, right? They're a broker dealer. They limit you to invest in the stuff they sell. So you can only invest your account when it's there with them. But you can move IRAs whenever you want, and you can do the whole thing or a partial amount. So I got a $300,000 IRA at TD Ameritrade, and, and I want to do $100,000 into a private company or fund. We'll just transfer hundred grand, and that hundred grand goes over to a self-directed IRA at a self-directed company like us, directed IRA. And when you have money there, we're going to say, well, what do you want to invest it in? I'm not going to make you buy a stock or a mutual fund. You could, but, or you could invest in a real estate or a private company. So, um, so the first step is moving the money. You've got to get it to a self-directed account. Um, and that's what we're doing every day at our company directed IRA is helping clients open accounts and move their money from, you know, the brokerage account or wherever they may currently be. So IRAs are really easy. You got a Roth IRA at broker dealer. It becomes a Roth IRA at directed IRA. You got a SEP IRA. It's a SEP IRA at directed, you know, we, and we can always move those accounts. There's no penalty, no tax to move IRA money. Okay. And I'll ask this question after you also described the 401k. Is it the same answer with a 401k? Yeah. You previously said you cannot be still employed at the employer that had been funding the retirement account. Yes. That's across the board, except for a Roth IRA. Yes. So the 401k is where it gets messy. So <laughs> it's a little more complicated. Let me go over a couple of the issues with 401ks. When, you when you're a current employee at a 401k, like you, your current job where you're working right now has a 401k, the, the 401k, the company and the 401k plan, they can restrict you and say, you can't move your money while you're still employed. Once you no longer work here, you can move it to an IRA or wherever you want. But while you're working here, you're locked in whatever provider we've chosen. So if we've chose Vanguard, you're going to be at Vanguard and you can buy Vanguard funds. So um, so current employees are tricky. Now, if you've hit retirement plan age, which is 59 and a half under most plans, you can move the money even while you're still employed. So I always give the offices an example, okay? So think of the office, the TV show. I've done this before. I think we've talked, I did it with you before, Dina, but <laughs> just think about this. Okay, we all know the characters in the office. Let's say Michael Scott's 45. I don't know how old he is in the show. Let's say he's 45 regional manager, Dunder Mifflin. He's got his Dunder Mifflin 401k. Well, can he move that to a self-directed IRA and buy real estate or invest in a private company? No, he's 45. He's still employed at Dunder Mifflin. He likely can't move the account, but let's talk about Jan, you know, his Michael Scott's momentary girlfriend and boss that no longer works at Dunder Mifflin. Okay. <laughs> She's a former employee. She could roll her Dunder Mifflin 401k over to a self-directed IRA, and now she could buy real estate or invest in a private company. So, um, so if you're a former employee, you can always move. If you're a current employee, you're stuck. Now, let's talk about other current employees at Dunder Mifflin. 
and just think of yourself here too, obviously, if you're on your own 401k, if you have one, let's say your creed, all right, creed is over 59 and a half in the show. If he has an under Mifflin 401k, even though he still works there, he could roll those dollars over to a self-directed IRA. So if it's a former employee, think of the Jans or yourself, or it's you still work there and you're in the 401k and you're over 59 and a half, like Creed or probably Meredith, I don't know everyone's age in that, you can move your money to a self-directed IRA. But if you're Michael Scott at 45, you're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. But let's say it's a former employee or a former employer, excuse me. Yeah. Then you can do whatever. Now let's say it was Michael Scott. I don't know if he didn't where he was at before Dunder Mifflin and he had a 401k plan there. That one's fair game. Obviously the Jans of the world, you know, that she doesn't work at Dunder Mifflin anymore. She could move her money. Um, trying to think of anybody that also quit on Dunder Mifflin. I got to get better, more examples besides Jan. Oh, this is like in the archives. I know this has been a while since that shows. Oh, it's My coming back. It's, it's coming back. <laughs> so, um, but, but I think the, the biggest one I run into is I'm in my forties or fifties. I'm not 59 and a half yet, or even my thirties. And I want to self-direct, but I'm stuck because it's my current for, employer 401k. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of the how. So let's say that there's an investor listening to this webinar right now. They have access to their 401k, but it's not self-directed and they want to invest in one of LifeBridge Capital's deals. Right at this moment, we don't have any open offerings, but I think that we will in the near future. Yeah. What should an investor do to be prepared to deploy that capital from their self-directed retirement account uh, into one of our deals? Like what is the time frame? the steps one through 10? What are the nuts yeah. and bolts? Let's take the example of your company, what do you do when someone calls you up and says, Hey, I need to roll this over? Yeah. So we consider it a three-step process. It's as easy as one, two, three, you know? <laughs> so you got to open the account. I'll go through that. You got to fund the account and then you invest the account. Okay. So step one is you want to open the account. You can go to directedira.com. That's our company. And you can open it entirely online yourself. So if you're like, Matt, I've got this old employer 401k, I'm Jan at Dan Dunder Mifflin, it's traditional 401k dollars. Cool. You're going to open up a traditional IRA at directed IRA. Or if you're like, I've got this IRA at Charles Schwab, I got a Roth IRA there. Um, and, uh, and I want to do a self-directed account, then you'd open up a self-directed Roth IRA. All right. So, so you're going to open up the right account type and you can schedule a call with one of our new account reps to talk about what you already have and then opening a new account. Most people who self-direct don't just open an account and put in like their annual $6,500 contribution to an IRA. Most people who self-direct are moving their money over from an existing account, you know, cause they might need a 50,000 minimum or whatever your minimums are to invest. And, um, and so most people are moving over existing money. So step one is open the account. You can do it online. It'll take you five minutes, you know, you and or you can work with one of our account reps and they'll walk you through it and help you do it and get it open. That's step one. Step two is you need to fund it. Now, if there's not a, if you're not ready to go that, you know, you're not, you guys don't have a fund open right now. One thing a lot of people do is they'll just send over like a thousand bucks or five grand to get it open and going. And we can do an easy transfer request. 
you know, let's say again, you're Charles Schwab. We'll just, and we can move the whole thing. If you're like, well, I'll be out of the market. I don't, I think the market's going down. If you're like, well, I want to keep my money in the market. I think it might go up. It all depends on your, your own investment thesis on where the stock market's going, if that's where your money's invested. Um, but if you're like, no, I want to stay in the market. And some people say that we're like, all right, just move over five grand or a thousand bucks. Let's just get the account opened with some funding in it. And then when you have a deal ready, I'll get to step three on how to do that. And you're like, okay, there's the investment I want to make. Um, the funds accepting capital, then you can roll over the rest of the money to go make the investment. So we, we, we got it open. We fund it. Usually it's from a transfer or rollover and our team helps do that for you. We're going to coordinate with the other company where your money's at. Okay. That was good. That's one of my questions. That's great. Uh huh. Yeah. We do it for you, which is nice. And it goes institution, institution. And then the third step is, is once, you know, the fund is raised, you guys are raising capital and you're like, all right, we're accepting investors right now. Here's the next thing we're doing. Then you're going to submit what's called a direction of investment and you're going to authorize the investment. So you're going to have your guys' subscription agreement, right? And you're going to fill that out and put in, don't put your name on it as an investor. I mean, you can invest personally if you want to, but when your IRA is investing, it's going to be in the name of your IRA. So if you have an account with us, it's going to be like directed trust company, FBO, your name IRA. So like directed trust company, FBO, Matt Sorensen IRA, if that was my IRA. And that's the person, or that's the uh, investor subscribing on the subscription agreement. Then you indicate the amount you use our tax ID. We don't want it to be on your social. Cause that means it's going to have to go on your 1040 and your tax return. So you're going to put, use our tax ID and our team will give that to you in the process. And then you authorize the investment with a form with us. It says, all right, here's the investment documents. Here's my authorization and wire instructions. And then we send the money. Okay. Start to finish, how long should someone plan to accomplish that? So we've had clients get done within three to four days total. That's on the fast side. I would say the average time is about two weeks. We can open the account in a day. Like we'll get your account open within 24 hours. That's easy. Mm -hmm. We can get your transfer request in quickly. The biggest lag time is getting your money from your prior place over here. Mm -hmm. I'll give a couple tips to speed it up. One is, let's say you have the brokerage IRA at Charles Schwab and you're like, well, I got 300,000 there, but I want to move a hundred grand over to do this next investment. Um, they want to invest in one of your guys' private deal, your funds. If they're like, all right, I want to move a hundred grand over. Well, you got to sell hundred thousand of stock, get to a hundred thousand in cash in your brokerage account. <laughs> that helps because <laughs> you want to just transfer over cash when you do the, when you do your account at directed IRA. Now, some, uh, companies like Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, they're actually pretty fast in sending money. Like we'll get your money in usually three to four business days from them. But there are some companies like LPL Financial, if you have an advisor associated with your account or it's more like an advisory account, there's just more people that have to sign off on it and they're going to try and talk you out of it like your advisor, because they don't make any money off of it anymore. So sometimes there's a little wrinkle and it'll take a little longer. Old employer 401ks usually take a little longer too, because a lot of times they send your money by a freaking check. And that means we have to hold it um, so to make sure it clears. Um, that's just the 401k industry. So it kind of depends on when you're coming from. It could be as fast as three to four days or up to two weeks. 
Okay. And there are also occasions where you're, you are rolling over multiple 401ks. Let's say you're four employers down the road, you're rolling over every single one of those accounts into the new account. Yeah. And we get that a lot. People change jobs a lot more now. And um, you know, I got 10 grand left there and I got another 30,000 over there. And they're just kind of piecing together all these old 401ks they've kind of forgot about, which is crazy because we get, we actually get quite a bit of that. So that can take a little bit longer too, because now we're going to be waiting on the slowest of four. You know what I mean? Right. It, if you're, especially if you're piecing them all together to combine a total amount that you want to make an investment. So right. I, I had to roll over like a 506B and it took forever. Yes. Exactly. And that's a classic example. Those are kind of like the government 401k plan or like a, a nonprofit, nonprofit would have. Yeah. And so they take a little bit longer and they probably send your money by a check, which has to be held and all that. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's good. So we, we know now kind of soup to nuts, what is going to happen when, when we open the account, we make the recommendations, yeah. we fund it. What then happens when we start accruing distributions when there's a return of capital, like how does that all work with tax documents and yeah. K1s and all of that? Yeah. So remember, you don't own this. You're right. on your ADAS. <laughs> so all that income distributions are coming. Um, that's going into your IRA account. Um, there's any return of capital that's going to your IRA. Let's say that the, the asset sells later and there's a large gain or something. That goes to your IRA. That's not going to you and it's not going on your 1040 on your personal tax return. Nor can so, you touch it. What's that? Nor can you touch it if you're less than 59 and a half. Exactly. And think, and this is the hard thing I think with people with, they, when they think of real estate, they think of, oh, I could use the money now. But remember, this is your IRA or 401k. This is long-term money. You're not going to touch it until you're 59 and a half. So it's, it's growing and compact. Now, the good thing about it is reinvest it. You know what I mean? Get in on the next deal and reinvest it. We're trying to grow this for the long term. Now, if you are 59 and a half, you could start pulling on it. And we have a lot of clients that are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I got a client over 100, you know? And so you can just be pulling money out as you get your distributions every quarter or month or however they come. And so if you want, you could, and we have clients do this. They live off of basically the cash flow coming in on their different investments from from their retirement accounts. So, but if you're not 59 and a half, it's building up in your account, ready to reinvest in another deal. So is the depreciation good for nothing on a retirement account? Like, is it, does it benefit at all? Uh, let's say you are 59 and a half, or let's say you're not in both scenarios. Yeah. Either way, what happens is the K1 goes to your IRA, mm-hmm. right? And a, and a K1 is going to show the total income that's coming in um, or the loss that you had. And a lot of time you're going to have a loss on your K1. Even if the property cash flowed, you're going to have a loss on the K1. And so, and that loss could have came from depreciation, or maybe there's a cost segregation study and you even accelerated depreciation faster. For an IRA though, it doesn't matter because you don't pay tax. So it's right. not on your 1040. So depreciation only helps you offset taxable income. Well, retirement accounts don't have taxable income. So depreciation doesn't help you. And a lot of people are like, well, that sucks, Matt. I, I want my depreciation losses. Why? For what? Like your retirement account doesn't pay taxes. Do you want it to pay taxes so you can use depreciation? And so I'm always like a little confused why people are bent because they don't get depreciation. I'm like, you don't pay tax. You actually get depreciation. You can take depreciation. There's just nowhere to take it because the IRA doesn't pay tax. You don't have taxable income. So there's no way to use it. 
And you can't then take it to your 1040 either, though. That's another thing people are like, well, can I just use offset my other income I have or my, my other rental properties I own personally? No, the IRS doesn't let you like peel the loss over, you know? Um, so, so it's kind of the retirement account doesn't pay tax. So that's why it can't use the depreciation, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I guess the other question would just be, uh, let's say somebody, are there any deals where folks do take retirement account capital yeah. that there would be any kind of a hurdle or a hiccup? Yeah, I think, um, the one thing, the couple of things is people are doing this is one is have an investment, you know, and that's easy with you guys, you know, you're, once you have, you know, your back raising, you got another fund, you know, um, cause some people will get excited and they're like, all right, I'm sick of the stock market. I want to go do real estate. And then they don't find a deal, you know? And so have an investment ready, um, would be, would be my first tip. And then the second thing I would do is give yourself time. You know, that we do run into people who call us and they wait to the deadline, you know, and you guys are like, we're closing the fund Friday and they're calling us on Thursday, you know, like thinking we could just like snap our fingers. And, and the hard thing is, is we're subject to everyone else. Like I can get your stuff set up and our team can move quickly, but if you're moving money from somewhere else, it's however fast they want to move it. You know, I can wire it back out the next day if you want to expedite it. <laughs> um, but otherwise we kind of give you say, Give yourself two or three days for normal processing time. So I would say another mistake is people don't give themselves enough time. The other mistake is in the documents, and I mentioned this quickly, but in the documents, when you are in doing the step three, investing the account, make sure the subscription documents list the IRA as the person, as the, sorry, the person, as the investor subscribing. The make entity, sure you use yeah. the IRA's tax ID and not your social. Mm -hmm. Those are common things we're always fixing when people send over investments they just they're just used to ripping through them and doing them in their own name and throwing their social on it and then they send it over to us and they don't oh, i'm already to invest in this and it's like well you didn't do the documents that way so we have to fix them got it okay this is really helpful uh i hope this is adding value to investors who didn't know they could access their retirement accounts something else i'll mention and this can be for a future webinar in the same way, you can use your self-directed retirement accounts. Uh, you can also use donor advised funds with you. If you have the right um, custodian, you can allocate charitable funds as well to invest in private investment. There's limitations on that, but that's a little. Yeah, it's a little tip there the too. Time. But yeah. the, the, I find that very exciting. Mm. Um, so anything else that you want to add before we close? Yeah, I would just say... Um, as you get into this, using your retirement account self, right? Our message is always invest in what you know and what you believe in too. You know, like I'm more of a real estate guy myself. And so I invest my own retirement account into real estate opportunities, real estate deals. And so we want clients to invest in what they know. And um, if you know the stock market, cool. If you know mutual funds, great. Keep doing that. I'm not telling people, you know, what to invest in. We're just trying to let people know what the options are because a lot of people have no idea they can invest in a private fund. They had no idea. They thought it had to be a publicly traded company on the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ or a mutual fund. And that was my only options because that's what Wall Street's told you. And they want you to think that's the only option, right? They don't want you to know there's other alternatives out there. They want you to be stuck on what they sell. And so 
Um, we're just always trying to get the message out there that your IRA can invest in these different assets. It can invest in private funds like that you guys have. We have a tremendous amount of resources at our company, Directed IRA, and an amazing team that can help you get the account set up, can answer a lot of the questions you may, you're going to face as you're doing this. There's a couple of mechanics. You might be like, oh, well, how's that working? Or I don't understand this. Or what form do I need to fill out? Or where my money's at? They ask me X question X. Our team can help with those questions and make sure it's an easy, smooth process so that you can end up investing in what you know and are excited about. Very good. Well, good. I hope that you as an investor have increased your knowledge and understanding of how to invest through your retirement account. LifeBridge Capital, we have a lot of investors that use their retirement account, so it's nothing new to us. And if you have any questions uh, specifically with investing with us, you can ask myself or Hannah Ryan. And Matt, how can folks get in touch with you if they want to find out more about rolling over an account with you? Yeah, best way is just go to directedira.com. You can schedule a new account call right on the website, work with one of our amazing team members, and we'll make sure you're taken care of so you can take control of your retirement. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, listeners, for joining in. And thank you for investing with us, LifeBridge Capital. We know you have a choice to invest wherever. And we're grateful that you trust us. So until the next. <music>